Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hi, it's Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and I hope you're having a fantastic week. This is the second in our two parts series about storytelling. Uh, inspired by some of the things I've learned from Kendra Hall in her book, Stories That Stick. And again, I'll share a link to the book as well as to another great storytelling book by my good colleague, Sarah Elkins, if you're more interested in the specifics of generating stories. So I want to share a little bit about the arc of a story or the structure of a story and why that's important. And if you're going to tell a story and it can definitely help contribute to your executive presence, you're going, to, you're going to want to make sure you're actually telling a story, not just talking. And especially as you go higher up uh, the food chain, it can be a little bit difficult because people are going to tend to want to listen to you or even seem like they're listening to you and nod their head because of the power that you have in the authority. So sometimes you think you're telling a story, but really you are just monologuing like a villain. Uh, in, in a movie, and there's no real story to it. And, you know, the unfortunate aspect of that is you're not getting the full power of the storytelling, the genuine power rather than the power based on your position or someone trying to please you. So I'm going to share with you uh, a not story, right? And then share with you a story version. But before I do that, I want to explain the basic fundamental arc or structure of a story. And I'm going to use the language that um, Kendra shares in her book. So um, each story has a beginning, a middle, and an end, as you know. Uh, and the way she describes it, the beginning is the normal, right? That's the normal state. It's where things were. The middle, so you build up from the beginning to the middle, and the middle is like an explosion, right? That's like the happening. That's what kind of makes the exciting part of the story and what's really going on. And then the end of the story is the new normal, right? You don't go from normal to explosion to normal. Because something has exploded, there's a new normal and things are fundamentally different than they were before, even though things settle down and it's not a constant explosion. Because at that point, the story hasn't ended. It's still ongoing. So I'm going to share something with you, not as a story, and then I'm going to put it into a story format so you can feel the difference. So one day I just realized that, you know, I could do a better job at sort of being self-aware, and if I wasn't being as self-aware, it would impact or negatively impact my ability to be a good parent and to teach and to lead my son Lucas because he said something and it made me kind of realize that um, I wasn't really self-aware as to what was going on. So all of you, self-awareness, really important if you want to be a good leader. Right, so shared some things that happened. I shared some facts, some aspects, some opinions. Not really a story. So I'm going to switch into story mode with a normal, an explosion, and a new normal. So one day, my son Lucas and I, we were 
heading out to go on an errand and we were in our mud room putting on our sneakers and I can't even remember what I said but he was maybe four or five at the time and he looked back at me and with sarcasm that I didn't know was available for someone of his age said well that's not helpful and I was just livid I was like how dare this kid talk to his father that way with this sarcasm how dare he and then the final thought was like where did this kid learn to talk like this to an adult and as I was thinking this and I'm not making this up I can't make this up I'm not that good of a storyteller I'm looking at him and I'm kind of scanning the room and I see my reflection in a mirror that we have on the wall and it just dawns on me wait a second I use that same sarcastic tone and I say those same exact words that's not helpful all the time and even if I don't say it to him I may say it to other people so you know he's picked it up if I say it to my wife or if I say it you know on the phone at work so he's learned that from me I'm the one who taught him to be that way so it was a really humbling experience and from that moment on I try to be much more aware of how I talk to people how I talk to my family members, how I talk to my coworkers, because I am modeling that for him. More than what I tell him to do or tell him is right, he learns by watching me and picking up the habits that I do. So you can see how the storytelling framework was much more powerful and you're more connected to it. And it actually makes more sense. It's easier to remember what's happening. So as you go through your day and you listen to stories of others, see if you can locate the normal, the explosion, and the new normal. And as you tell stories, see if you can see where those parts are coming out in your stories, because I guarantee you your better stories will contain those parts. And I'm really curious, if there are some great stories you've heard that you'd like to share with us, please send us a voice message or email me at joe at connectioncounselor.com. would love to hear them and if possible, share them on a future episode. So this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Thank you for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode brought to you by our sponsor. Allow me to share something with you about my personality that those of you who know me uh, or maybe unfortunately have lived with me or live with me now, it's probably readily apparent. Um, in certain areas, not in every area, um, I have a compulsion for things to be ordered and to really fit kind of neatly in a box. And I don't always respond uh, in the best way when that's not happening. So you might call it OCD, you might call it being a neat freak, although in many ways I am not neat, so I'm not claiming that at all. Uh, but that sense of 
you know, just needing everything to kind of fit. Otherwise, you feel a little bit bothered by it, or let me just say, unsettled. And that can kind of happen with concepts too, right? As I think about executive presence and as I teach it, there's the two main things which you may have heard uh, a few times by now, which is the definition, right? Executive presence is the ability to inspire confidence that you can lead well in a given situation. And that's kind of the North Star, right? Like everything is driven and generated by that definition. And then what I like to call the six degrees of executive presence, which are the six states of being that I've identified, which are key, um, but probably not the only uh, states of being, but I would say are key states of being for generating executive presence and that confidence, which are being proactive, Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty executive presence morsel.